Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, we've got some. Woo! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, we got news coming out of Traverse City. We got news coming out of Canada. We got news coming out of the EA Sports uh, offices. We got. We got news coming out of the athletic. We got news everywhere. Just news, news, news. Yeah. Uh, canceled some of our other topics for today because so much happened. I, I believe at 1030 this morning, they made the announcement that Stevie Y was going to address uh, the media and us fans. And um, they gave us some content. Yeah. So, the state of the Red Wings union, huh? Yeah. What's going on, Chewy? Chewy's aboard. Craig, what is up, dude? What up, Craig? Um, yeah, so this is a good day. Uh, we're we're going to jump. I think I think we have, like, the beginning of our show is usually, like, the malarkey section, and then we'll get into the actual topic of the show. Uh, so Don't malarkey, know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Uh, malarkey section starts with, Mike, our... <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't say our. My uh, addiction... EA Sports, NHL. I, I don't know. Is the addiction just me playing it? Is it me buying it every year, even though the game doesn't really improve? What's worse? It's got to be the, just buying it, right? Because playing it is like, well, you bought it. You might as well play it now. So anyway, they released their top 10 right side defensemen. And just like last week where we were celebrating more insider being ranked in the top 50 for the NHL rankings. Um, Mo comes in at uh, number 10. With an 87 overall, Mike. Wow. Think about That's... it. I mean, we're we're talking about if you guys play franchise mode, we're talking about like 94, 95 defensemen. Yeah, he's where, like uh, one one season of development. Like that is like the, one of the most tradable contracts. You could probably <laughs> trade Mo for anybody in the game. <laughs> That's right. He's gonna have that contract coming up. You guys are gonna. You be could able trade to him for. You could trade that. him for Zegris and a first. You heard it here. What's up, Ken Young? 
Ken's aboard. What's going on, Ken? Um, I I don't know. For anybody that played the game last year, I was I was super disappointed. Like once you got into like year two, year three, pro- probably year three and year four, uh, Mo kind of his cap was like eighty five. Like I, I couldn't get him past eighty five, and I tried a couple of times. And then, uh, you know, the end of the career was just kind of sad because I didn't want to let go of Mo, but he was, uh, oh. Never again, man. Now oh. he's going to be a 96, I guarantee, after one season. <laughs> I thought you were te- I thought you were going to have to, like, go take a poop or something with oh, the way no, you were no. wagging your finger. Hold on. Nope. No, I would have went like this. <laughs> oh! Oh! That's the signal for... <laughs> Time out! Um, who who but yeah. That was, that was a bit a very disappointing turnout uh, last year uh, for Mo Raymond. Also, uh, Lucas Raymond coming in with uh, an 84 overall on uh, mm. NHL 23 coming out. This isn't anything where it's like, oh no, I'm going to buy it. I'm just I was going to buy it anyway. Um, but I'm pretty sure that my Lucas Raymond topped out at 84. So this this is just going to be gravy for me. And I'm the guy who plays on rookie for a season. So that everybody can, like, the overalls go up a little bit higher. You know, you have, like, that everybody puts up, like, 300 points. I do that. And it still didn't work. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, two, of the, two of the weird, um, like, sources of information that I, that I wholeheartedly trust. And yeah. I'm going to say three so you can kind of get where I'm at on the weirdness scale. One, journalistic integrity from TMZ. That's a real thing now. We can trust them. Man, it's uh like over-unders with Vegas. Like I I believe them to a T. And it's the people who rank and uh like put out the overalls uh for players in this NHL video game. Because this is this is like right on the money where he hasn't quite earned, you know, the top three spot, but he's right on the cusp of catching like Dougie Hamilton, who's getting long in the tooth. Like Mo is probably a season away from, you know, being in the top five, if not top three of this list. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's that's probably right on the money. Um, yeah, season or two. I I I look at this list. Your top ten. I I think you're easily. I don't know. I think he nailed it. It's gonna be pretty tough to to get at, yeah, for anybody to pass Kale McCarr. Adam Fox doing quite well too. But I, if I could. He's on that list of mine where I think you could see a step back or see some struggles. Um, not with Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr, he's he's good. He's solid. He's he's going to turn in Connor McDavid results year after year where it's just going to be like, oh, well, another Norris trophy for Kale. Um, but yeah, it's it'll, funny it'll too. This is, into, yeah. this is pretty close to the odds for, uh, I know there's obviously some left, left, left side defensemen, but um this kind of feels like the who's who of uh, who's up there for the Norris. Like if you want to get an early bid in, you know, on like DraftKings. I can't remember. I think they had to, didn't they have to call it like defensive player of the year for the hockey league that plays nationally in the United States? Wait. I don't think they could call it the Norris. It was some. For a video game? No, for DraftKings. Oh, for DraftKings. God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was searching something on uh, on Hockey Reference. Um, uh, Maybe it was the Stanley yeah, Cup. I, Maybe they I called it the Hockey be, Championship. I think you might be right because they didn't have uh, they didn't have like Rocket or anything like that. Um, so yeah, you're probably right on the button there. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't yeah. think anyone would really uh, quibble with these rankings. Um, you know, I think he does need one more season to leapfrog a lot of these guys, but I don't think it's, you know, it's definitely in the realm of what we expect in, in the realm of possibility here shortly. And we'll, we'll quickly mention this because uh, the comments, everybody wants to talk about the press conference today. But uh, part of that press conference, they did bring up, Mike, Canada will likely drop those COVID-19 vaccine requirements, which means Tyler Bertuzzi can come along for the ride. Tyler can <laughs> conquer Canada again. Love it. I was, um, it was kind of funny. Somebody posted the stats today. It was like 3.26 goals against when uh, we were home against Canadian teams. And then it was like three, 3.26 goals against average. And then like 3.69 goals against average in Canada. So it was like, and then I think the tweet was like, oh yes, we can finally bring that number down. But like, not sarcastically. (laughs) It's like, those are pretty, but I don't know how big a difference it made uh, on the goals against there, but the, the goals for seem to be uh, uh, lacking a little bit. Do you bit. feel like, so, uh, I mean, selfishly, we want more competitive hockey games when we go to Canada, and it sucks that one of our best players wasn't vaccinated, right? But this is also huge news for Bertuzzi, who is trying to negotiate a contract, and suddenly all his options are wide open now. Yeah. Um, so I think he's he's... Obviously, he's going to be excited to play and put up numbers in a contract year. But, man, um, you know, you talk about a guy we've we've fiddled around with. Do we want to keep him, even though he's been very productive and he's had games where he puts the entire team on his back? Um, now the opportunities are they're just wide open, man. I mean, if you if you want to sign him, you're, there's there's no longer an obstacle. If you do want to trade him, you know, a whole bunch of teams just became options for that trade. Dan, Dan's up there. Dan uh, does Beef? this mean Tyler's trade return just went up? Oh, 100% <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, look, and it's not anything. You can have this conversation and say, hey, my hockey team has options. You don't have to play this game, and, and it always has to be negative when you're getting rid of someone. But now we have options. Options. That's what the, the Iser plan has always been about. We've been talking about it since the show started. The key word, Ruster, flexibility. Yep, Ruster flexibility. Absolutely. That's right. All right. Chewy thrown out there. More Bert. Even if it's not with us, more Bert across the league. Right? All right. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> All right. We got our training camp roster today, Mike. I am not Boom. going through this list of names. Um, I did uh, I did call out on Twitter, Cedric uh, La- LaCroix or Cedric LaCroix. <laughs> Anybody have? Uh, LaCroix. It's probably I, I, was, I was the one when uh, LaCroix got really popular. I, I would see it in stores and say, oh, LaCroix, that sounds really fancy. I'm also pretty excited for Ivan Ivan. Um, as a graduate of uh, Fordson High School in Dearborn, we had many in Ali Ali, Hassan Hassan, and now I'm excited to learn more about Ivan Ivan. We got to look up. What's the nationality of that? Do we have, uh, does anybody have a beat? Or does anybody know uh, off the top of their head? Yeah, we got to get our beat writer on that. Uh, man, I do have a question, though. Can you back up to the roster? Beat as in, like, does anybody have a second? God damn you. Um, why is Andrew Kopp on this list? I thought he was injured. Uh, he is. And actually, that was going to be my transition here. It was uh, Dan oh, thrown out no. there to open up the press conference. Stevie came out and kicked us in the gut with the cop news. Um, I mean, he's like, right? Like, he's probably there, right? And now they know he's not playing. But, you know, it's fine. I, I, 
<laughs> but yeah, we have uh did I did I make my little list of injuries? Oh, I have my slides yeah. up, but I'm just revealing the whole episode to everybody. I, I ruined there's, the show. Uh, there's the whole sausage. Thanks, Matt. Uh, abdominal surgery uh, in the off season and uh, cop scheduled to be back first week of the regular season. Jake Wallman, mid November. Robbie Fabry, Mark Pissick, expected to return after the new year. Chase Pearson out indefinitely. Excuse me for personal reasons. Hmm. Here's your injury update. Um, not so bad. Knew about a lot of this stuff. Cop is new, but um, back the first week of the regular season. Odd that we didn't hear back game one. I thought. I thought that was interesting choice of words to that everybody was passing around back first week of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'll it, it won't be long, and uh, maybe that means we get a Bergrin sighting. Right out, right out of the gate. Yeah, you, know, you gotta, you gotta kind of look at those. Uh, take a peek at the tea leaves, right? Now that cop is out, if he if he doesn't make it to game one, somebody will. And um, all we've been talking about is how easy it is to cross off some of those names at the bottom, and how much trouble it is trying to fit someone in from Grand Rapids on this team. So uh, injuries uh, are gonna stink, but uh, as I saw, Ken Cal had a a little ditty today with Daniela Bruce and they just kept talking about roster depth and it's not going to be the end of the world when this team has a couple of injuries or it's not going to be something where we're kidding ourselves when somebody gets called up from Grand Rapids and we're like, Oh yeah, you know, he's, uh... I don't know. He's good. He's real good on the power point. I started to hear where that Muppet voice was going. No, uh, Andrew Cap is already paying off because we wanted to feel like we have a legit team, which we do when we signed him. And he's also letting us uh, get some rookies up there. Um, so, yeah, let's forget about it. See you in October. Thank you, uh, the artist formerly known as Performance Art, uh, Johnny P. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of great news because this might be our shot to see uh, what Bergeron looks like in the lineup, you know? Right. Um, so we're this is kind of... Now I'm kind of puzzled how I'm going to do this, but uh, I did want to come back to uh, Ken Young here, throwing out there. Stevie mentioned every Atlantic team except Boston today. So of course, what we're talking about the uh, press conference, as mentioned earlier in the episode, Steve Eiserman uh, met with uh, media today uh, over Zoom. It's kind of weird. We all wasn't everybody in Traverse City anyway. Um, everybody except Boston. I mean, that's. That's got to be. We're talking our Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy injuries. Are they aren't aren't they still out? So it, in a sense, uh, missing approximately six months for Brad Marchand. Expected to return late November and Charlie McAvoy early December. So what does Boston look like uh, when they can't put those guys on the ice? Um, and do they do they have uh, do they have a contract for pasta? I can't. I can't remember where where that's sitting. Is he is he happy with them, or is he getting traded? I don't know. Anyways, I think that's where that's up in the air, and there's a potential if if a team might fall, could be Boston with a bad early start. Um, but yeah, I don't again, think the man has a deal yet. Just so you know. Just one thing mentioned of the many by Stevie White today, and we'll start with this one. I believe. We'll be a better hockey team this year. Expect us to be. Having said that, with a lot of changes, it can take some time for things to settle in. Hopefully that translates to more wins. Woo! Doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, Mike? Um, 
Look, we got a Steve Eiserman today, and I think this is the best quote uh, to pull from this. Uh, and we have we have we have quite a few quotes we're going to talk about today. Um, but this quote, I think, says it all. This is a man who uh, is not showing his cards in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he's he's keeping everything close to the D, uh, and he uh, he might. He might be able to confidently say we're better than we were last year, but that also might be an easy feat to reach. <laughs> uh, but I, I also think he he might, uh, you know, like we've talked about before, like this core isn't necessarily set. And even if he's playing a, a poker game here of I don't I don't want to pat this team on the back too hard because I've got I've got some huge contracts coming up, so I'm still going to keep them at arm's length, uh, which I think is huge um or it's just it's just stevie being stevie you know he he never really reveals what's on the mind of steve eiserman mike with that being said what what would you think is is like even if it was like 60 40 if it was if it was 51 to 49 percent what do you think this is more of is a political game uh in regards to contract negotiations or is it just stevie being stevie Today on the uh, this, press conference as a whole, too. It doesn't have to just be this quote. Uh, I mean, this guy's uh, the epitome of, um, you know, sap coming out of a tree. He's he's very slow. He's he's very deliberate in his pacing. Um, and I, I don't think he likes jumping the gun at all. He uh, is a big fan of being pragmatic and patient. Um, with that said, I think he's also pretty excited about this team. Um, and I think he'll be pretty bummed if it doesn't pan out. Um, so I think he's trying to curb his enthusiasm, curb the fans' enthusiasm that, you know, we're probably not going to go 10-0 and out of the gate. But uh, when he finally says, I expect us to win win more, um, I I think this that's about as colorful as we're going to get from Steve. So he basically guaranteed a, a Stanley Cup playoff run. I like I like this one, too. Greg Krupa shared this on Twitter. Uh uh, the the 2022-23 Detroit Red Wings advancing. Fewer shots against, fewer chances against, fewer goals against. More shots for, more chances for, more goals for. That wins us more games. I like that. <laughs> I mean, like that, ultimately, all we ever talk about when we, our first... Uh... He doesn't give us a damn thing. <laughs> That's all you get. Well, I was gonna say when we when we talk about like the advanced analytics for the sport, that's that's ultimately where we jump into. So I'm gonna say there's two sides of this. It's refreshing to see a GM kind of paint it in that picture and, and be like, "Hey, this is what we're looking for. If we have fewer shots against, that means there's fewer chances against. So there's." I mean, he's goals. he's Bill Belichick. You know, that's what he's doing. Right. And if, if he's putting guys on the ice that he thinks he's limiting this many shots and putting this many more shots on the opponent's net, um, I, that, I, I'm, I'm quite a huge fan of that thought process. And, and ultimately, I mean, that's what this show, the Red Wings rant always comes down to is we always come back to those stats. So it's, it's good to see Steve looking at it. It's, you know, at this point, maybe it's it's okay to to simplify it this way i think it's a good way to get everybody on board with like advanced analytics by the way but um but yeah this is this is the simple science of it right um and it, it's it's kind of like that mentality too of like uh like in moneyball when you were trying to get just so many hits get so many rbis in a season and, and in this sense 
uh, you're hoping that he's he's doubling down that he's going to have a starting goaltender that he can depend on for the year. And then he also thinks he's putting together forward lineups and defensive line de- defensive pairings that can limit shots and also increase uh, the shots being taken. So, so that's the formula. We'll, we'll see if it works. We will see. We have we have at the end of the show, we have uh, Sean McIndoo's uh, review of the Red Wings offseason. We'll, we'll talk about that. So it's I think we're excited. I think maybe that was the most you're going to get out of Steve Eiserman in regards to like um, optimism uh, and still being, you know, keeping everything as close to the chest as possible. Uh, but across the league, there are some examples of people who are like, so what? And uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, all right, we are missing a lot of comments. We're gonna take a oh yeah, throw a couple in pause here. Uh, Ace fishing thrown out there. Bertuzzi's hey, we trade haven't heard Ace fishing in a while. Up. What's up? Yeah, it has been a while. Ace, what's going on? Uh, Bertuzzi's trade stock just went up. I think so. Or uh, his agent just bumped up the price. And I'm like, I saw that, and when I was searching on hockey reference, I wanted to pull up uh, Tyler Bertuzzi <laughs> and uh, 62 points in 68 games. If uh, Tyler goes 62 points in 82 games, that's uh, that's still a pretty good turn in for the season. <laughs> I yeah. think he's still got to pay that guy. So um, some, something to keep in mind there that he's got a lot of wiggle room uh, for a fallback and still still needing quite the increase in pay, uh, even at the 5.25. Um, Blake, 1991, I think uh, jumping on the Boston conversation there, wow. Wings will finish third in the division over Florida and Boston. Woo! Woo! Shots I mean, fired in Florida, huh? Woo! We talk about flexibility. If there's if there's a hint, there's a sniff of any of those playoffs, we have a ton of room to make moves and make this team even more dangerous in the playoffs. Um, and if it comes down to us really wanting to make that push into the playoffs, we're gonna have more room uh, to make this team better for that final push too. So it's not just about being better in the playoffs. That final push could be crazy, but again, we have to actually get there, but it, it's at least fun. Blake, I'm glad that's where your head's at because <sighs> I'm not brave. I'm not brave like you, Blake, but I'll be damned if I don't go into game one, think like, I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm going to have thoughts like that. And I'm going to keep it at that so I don't get in any trouble. I don't want anybody been, I've, been, I've been so conditioned by Iserman that I, even if we start out like 9-0, I'll be like, well, it's a slow process. You know, we're just trying to get more chances, try to give up fewer chances. we got a lot of growth uh, to go on this team. And, you know, I kind of want to see where we look in about six weeks from now. And it's not so much about the wins and losses. You know, it's about trying to get together as a team and, you know, get together and, you know, see if we can build some chemistry here and, uh, like I, or now we're 25 and 0. You know that's a nice thing to see. But you know we got another game. We're playing Columbus on Tuesday, so we'll see how that goes. We got a lot of scouting to do. Um, you know we got our second period shifts. We're not very tight. Some of our line line changes weren't quite as crisp. And you know now we're 45 and 0. Well, you know we'll see. You know playoffs are a long way away. And you know I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I know we're up in the standings by about 40 points from the next place team. But you know we'll see how it, how it pans out. You got to do that. Ah, he like <laughs> doing that. <laughs> um, um, but Matt, let me ask you with uh, um, Blake. Right now, on paper, are we better than Boston? 
I think we could beat that Boston team, no problem, at the start of the season. <laughs> I still no don't, I don't, with all the injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it with uh, Florida yet, but Boston. I th- I think if if you want to start doing incremental progress, that should be like one of the first teams that we can leapfrog. Can I can I just to kind of because uh, Ace is thrown out there, bold prediction, Blake. Daniel's thrown out there, very bold, and Blake thrown out there. It is time. It's time. It's it's Red, Red Wing time. time. All right. Um, but to kind of to help Blake out here a little bit, that might be Florida being Florida. If we can, if I could be mean for a sec. I mean, hey, I mean, come minute. on. Florida Florida falls off the face of the earth. We're gonna be like, ah, yeah, I guess. All right, yeah. <laughs> um where was i there was uh there was a new comment in here that i wanted to give a shout out to because i didn't recognize the name it's va dead boy um i oh, am a man one. of both many and no words simultaneously dead boy <laughs> um that is one of the best assessment assessments of steve eisman and his press conferences uh i've ever read uh congratulations dead boy you, of, you uh... nailed it Cliche run-on sentences. That's our hero. <laughs> uh, he does go on to say, over Boston, I could see potentially over Florida. Eh. The other problem, too, is you're going to see a team like Ottawa taking steps up. I mean, it's uh, that's that's the thing of it. We're all building at the same time. So do yeah. you put us in first place as the teams that are building right now? Like I said, I think across the league, they're saying like, hey, some effort was put in this offseason, but not not enough. Um, but that's fine. I'm excited. Ketzel, he's 20 minutes late, but here he is. What's going on, Ketzel? Glad to have you. Um, Craig says they won't give Burt more than five years at Ooh, six mil. And I don't know if that's true. I'm going, I'm going in reverse. Larkin gets nine and a half at Ooh, eight years. That's a little low. That's <laughs> a little low, you guys. A little low. Um, um the I think, cap is going to be opening up here in the next couple of years. I, I think those are kind of low ball estimates. Oh, I did throw out there too. I think I might've put this in the show notes, but I did want to talk about like that Nathan McKinnon contract sort of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now he he's, he's Reese. I don't know if you want to call it resetting the market, but they're all, all of the conversations for the first time in a while, haven't gotten wrapped into frozen cap. Finally, the conversations have rolled into it's high now, but just think about it in a few years. And it, it, I, I, I agree with that point. Um, also, you pay McKinnon whatever the whatever the hell he wants. That's a whole other conversation. But we're not an we're not an apps podcast. But um, you know, I, I, I do think I think we're gonna eat it on Larkin. I think it's gonna be a juicy one. Um, I had conversations with folks over the last couple of months. We've had numbers in the range of seven and eight. I think I think it's gonna go. I think it's gonna go higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if he's getting ten and this cap starts, you know, climbing up towards ninety, um, I mean that's that's still only a ninth um, for you know your best player, and he's still got a lot of peak years ahead of him. Um, I I still think nine and a half is a low estimate. I think I think it starts at uh, was that eight figures. Eight figures AAV. Um, that mm, 
No, I, I, I will disagree. You can take that. I, I will disagree. I think, uh, I think Craig is, is near where my head was at and what I said in the last episode, but I, I'm not, I'm not giving him double. I think if that's what Larkin's years. agent gets him, he needs a new agent. All right. I mean, I think you got to be kind of see what the market, see where the market's going and realize what this Red Wing team, they need you, man. You gotta, I guess. At a, at Here's my thing. My the way the market's yeah. Sorry, uh the way the market's going, mm -hmm. that's where I took it from the seven eights the eights conversations into the nines. So I can't put it into the nines and now and then and then also double down on the market increasing so larks is getting more. That was all right. I already did that. You remember that episode of Flight of the Concords where there were they were getting uh they're getting a new contract and the flight of the concord said double it and then the guy who they're negotiating with was like i already did i already doubled it before i wrote this down <laughs> oh shoot uh, <laughs> or, i mean larkin was the... <laughs> larkin's at 6.1 right now yeah. um so you you're looking at a, a raise of what like like a 30 i'm looking at a 33% you're more at like a 25% raise um yeah I, like it. I mean, if he if he goes out this season and he's a point in the night guy, I I think that he's going to be getting ten. If he comes out and he gets like seventy points, I think that's where he's more at your number. That might be then the difference of where our heads are at because that's I still see I still see seven you know maybe mid seventies, but I I don't know. Point per game, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Point per game. That would be pretty exciting. We haven't had a player like that since, uh, you know, your boy number 13. And it's not going to be, it's not necessarily, right, going to be like his regular five-on-five -five play changing. It's going to be this power play blowing up to, you know, now we have two power play units. Oh, my God, we're going to have Verana day one in a regular season game. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to so, say that out loud, man. I can't believe you would risk, uh, risk our whole season with that sentence. I would just... Knock on wood. You know, we'll go out there with who we have out there. I'm not even going to say his name. I don't want him to get any boo-boos. So I'm just going to keep on walking. So I'm with Ketzel on this one. Those 100-point players get into the eight digits. Uh, Blake says it doesn't – I like this, Blake. It doesn't matter what Larkin gets when he's – on the last three years of the contract, the cap will be so much higher. Blake's I mean, nailing it. On the other side of the table is Iserman, the king of swindling. So, I mean, he might talk Larkin down to like, uh, you know, 7.1. But Here's a good I, point from Danimals. What do you got? Uh, Larkin's stats in the 10 mil range right now? No. However, he's never really had a good team to play with. Maybe he could hit a point per game now. Yeah, well, and his I, line I like mate had to, uh, had to take a lot of Canadian vacations, uh, you know, last season. So, that was kind of tough. Um, yeah, I... I uh, I I think he could get ten, and if if they try to lowball him, I you know I think he would find suitors out there who are willing to give him ten, um, you know, to be a, a top line center. We we saw the production, we saw he could be part of the you know top five, um, what was it scoring lines in the NHL like mm -hmm. um, number one lines. So I mean he's got he's and got a resume. He he hasn't quite done the point per night uh, it, performance. And it was. It was like overall lines, like production and defense. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit pause, Mike. We're uh -oh. at the 30 minute mark, uh, everyone. Uh -oh. We will be right back. We have some fun, fun, fun coming right at you. 
The NFL action is in full swing. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg, you add you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins and you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you're a loyal Detroiter like me, you know that we love our local bands and we love them hard. Like Electric Six. Electric Six has power, energy, and the lyrics and everything instrumental about it. It is Detroit. But the best way to experience that Detroit sound is with my Raycon earbuds. Raycon earbuds look, feel, sound better than ever. If you're a Red Wings fan, you got to go with the red ones. Uh, Optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me on that. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life. Price just right. You get quality audio at half the price of some of those other premium audio brands. You know who I'm talking about. It's no wonder Raycons earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. It's not just that. You've got your customizable sound profiles. You've got the earbud tap functions. Just tap that little sucker and get you going. Noise isolation and awareness mode. I love that one. You don't want anybody sneaking up on you. So if you are interested in having that premium audio experience, but not the premium price of some of the other brands, Go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. <laughs> I got um, Ace throughout there. How many times did it take you to nail that DraftKings ad? Nice. <laughs> I will say. Yeah. Only two, only two takes. Uh, the Raycon one was one take, and you could tell because uh, I was uh, at a work meeting coming up, and I was like, "Oh, fuck. all right." Eric, about, Eric's I was aboard. about to uh, Martin short you on that one. Um, wow, one take, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric, what's going on? Um, Eric's got nine point two five by eight. So Larks is getting. All right, we There's got a lot of conservative move. numbers out there, but let's uh, let's move oh on. My God. <laughs> All right, we're jumping into our uh, trading camp. Uh, I don't know preview and the prospect tournament wrap up, um, and we're going to start the conversation, Mike, uh, with Elmer Soderblom. Uh, this is actually coming from like a list of Max Boltman's top performances. And uh, throughout there, uh, Soderblom was predictably a load to handle down low, protecting the puck. And uh, you saw his very good hands and reach, but it was his passing that impressed me the most. I don't think I had previously seen playmaking as a part of his game, but he had uh, three assists in three games at the tournament. And uh, his overall sense was noteworthy. Mike, that's your boy. 
Yeah, he's a big boy making some big boy plays. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I got a little extra taste of him, too. He's on that little uh, Tim Horton-sponsored Carly interview show um, that I was uh, suggested I watch. And, uh, guys, I got a big question for you. Does anybody in the NHL, player-wise, have a personality? Because uh, add Soderblom to that <laughs> list of uh, Mr. Dullard out there. Um he, uh, he did have some cool things that came out. Um, they were asking, because it's Tim Horton sponsored, so they asked, hey, you know, what do you do? It's called like a coffee. It's a Swedish pika or something. Swedish pika, I think. And uh, he's like, oh, yes, it's a coffee and a, a sweet. So uh, coffee and a sweet. I like that in Sweden. Um, he's got a, a brother. Obviously, you guys know, playing for the Hawks. But he's got an amazing sister. Um and unfortunately, he has a uh, nickname of the mailman. Um, maybe the most boring NBA superstar of all time. Um, and when they asked him why he goes by the mailman, he said, uh, I don't know. My mom came up with it. So, <laughs> not the, you know, not the most colorful guy, but he was very excited when Lucas Raymond walked in the room and they gave a, a really nice loving hug. And then Lucas went to go practice some more, and you could see uh, poor Elmer uh, sink into his chair because he knew his friend yeah. was not going to be there for the rest of the interview. Um, but yeah, he uh, just yeah, you know, I you know, I, I'll I'll say the language barrier right probably holds him back a little bit, but uh, yeah. I mean, personality <sighs> among all hockey players, as we you mentioned, and we always talk about, it's it's sort of tough. But I, at least he he kind of laughed through the interview a little bit. Uh, Ketzel yeah. thrown out there. Soderblom's pass to cross uh, on that breakaway was peak hockey. Uh, not me thrown out there. He's making the big club. Um, I do want to throw out there real quick. We're, we're going to get to uh, Edvinson. Ace, I saw your question. Edvinson, sandbagging or no? We're going to talk about what Steve said, but based on what Steve said, <laughs> I feel like Edvinson was kind of like, I got this. I'm good. Uh, but who doesn't have it yet and who doesn't have a spot yet <clears throat> is Elmer. So, Mike, uh, as Ketzel pointed out, that can I just say, let me say something about Elmer. God, when I, like, damn when we hear about him, right? The six foot eight <laughs> giant, there's, yeah. there's, you know, uh, we already, we, we, we were already kind of learning about, oh, look at Kosa, he's like too big to be a goalie, right? So then you're kind of like bracing yourself, like, what's, what's Elmer gonna look like as a forward? You know how how fast he he's not going to be quick because his stride is too long, um, but for him to all, already be making um, you know hockey plays, hockey passes leading to points, um, and being able to use his big body in front of the net, um, I, I it it it's so exciting for me to think, my God, this guy he can already see like a path to having a job in the NHL, and it looks like he's already trying to like harness skills. They're going to keep them employed, employed at the NHL level. Um, so I, I I was just very excited uh, for what was obviously not a very long tournament, but still still pretty exciting. I know. Man. I went forward to the next slide and I was reading it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I, I pulled that up on uh, on YouTube too. Um, I, I'm I'm an ass. Anyway, uh, we all know that. But this is this was my highlight of the uh, tournament because we all want to talk about Elmer and his offensive side, but this is Elmer playing the point, completely shutting down this play for Columbus. So this is what I couldn't wait to see. 
was the stick play of a six foot eight guy and that huge stick he gets to carry around compared to everybody else. But uh, as we play through this, this is a short clip, uh, but he shuts it down quickly. This guy just doesn't know what to do. And when he eventually gets a shot off, it is way outside because Elmer's such a big frame. Uh, and, and he's aggressive too. This is, this is him going right at the puck, trying to end this play. Look at that. A couple of pokes in on the puck as well. I, Mike, oh boy. Whew. Uh, if you want to get, uh, if we want to come back to uh, not me thrown out there, he's making the big club. Those are the types of things that need to happen 100% of the time during, pre, uh, during the preseason games when he gets a shot for yeah. us to see him on the big club. But uh, for sure. I, listen, um, it's not going to be say, long. I, if those I can't say it enough that I was so worried that it was going to be gimmicky. And he would go out there and look like Boban Marjanovic on the business where it's just this big goober and it's kind of, you clap almost sarcastically because you know, it's just going to get burned on defense. And um, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I go ahead and accuse me of hyperbole, but he looked more like Giannis and less like Marjanovic. So it, it just, if he's going to play defense and make plays on offense, my God, this, uh, you know, sky's the limit for this guy. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. We always talk about it. Um, actually, for the other podcasts we used to have, too. Um, you put yourself in these situations. I'm talking about the pro wrestling podcast. Um, and sometimes they're easy to walk through, but um, or easy to get through or easier. So, like, in this situation, what we're talking about, it's a prospect tournament. Elmer is not playing against, you know, NHL-level talent. Not across the board. Um, right. Ketzel throws out there. Let's not forget that's Johnson Columbus's uh, at least at, at the top, at the top of the list for Columbus. So he's making a play there. Um, but there's, it always seems like there's two options. It's either going to go great uh, or it's not going to go so great. And then where do you go from there? And we kept talking about in the preview to the prospect tournament, uh, we needed guys that just didn't go in the negative. Uh, and Elmer had a great time. We had a great, I mean, I, those types of plays where he just looked like I'm shutting this thing down or I'm going to own this or I'm going to go out in front of the net and do a backward shot <laughs> while I move my rump around. I mean, it, it was all gravy for me. This is exactly what you wanted to see. And again, to the argument, it was just the prospect tourney. That's fine, but it could have gone the other way. It could have been Sebastian Cosa from last year. Of course, we'll talk about Cosa. Right. Who also second. had a, a really nice track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get there, um, Cross Anis showed up both the showed both the physicality and skill played hard, produced offense over the course of three games, finishing with two goals and two assists. Detroit played Hannes and Soderblom together. Mike, you're going to see them in Grand Rapids. Um, I, I like this little ditty um, that uh, Max Boltman threw out there. He always thought of Soderblom having the scoring touch and then cross having sort of like the playmaking ability. And uh, he did like that this entire tournament just went the opposite way. So I think what we're getting out of that is is just knowing that these guys, we've got hockey players. We've got guys that we showed Soderbaum playing <laughs> tremendous defense on the point there. And then um, these guys, they, they call themselves, Hannes is calling himself playmaker in this quote here that I pulled up. Um, can I read the whole thing? Uh, I like making plays, setting guys up. That's uh, kind of what I find joy in. Been like that my whole life. And then what's he doing? He's taking breakaway 
breakaway goals from Elmer Soderblom. Uh, beauty, you know, these beautiful passes from Soderblom and and putting them away. And he, Mike, how about how about a guy who's getting breakaway chances and uh, just just puts him in the back of the net? No problem. Two for two. Light yeah. him up. Um, but it's good to see. You know, you you have these ideas of these guys. And we talked about it, and again, prospect turn. I know, la la la. Things could have gone the other way, but. I mean, we had the same idea with Lucas Raymond that we were getting a playmaker. And I went back and watched uh, that first game for Lucas last year and when he was whipping pucks in the back of the net. And then we saw him do it in the preseason. And then we saw him do it in the regular season. So let's uh, let's embrace. Let's be happy. This is this is going great. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I think that's only my only problem with Iserman is that he sometimes he, he gets you so like patient and pragmatic that when there's moments like this, you kind of like temper your you know like enthusiasm and you want to be like yeah all these guys are gonna pan out Woo! yeah you know like you want to be excited for elmer you know so um yeah it was encouraging stuff uh i would almost want to save that dvd just in case none of these guys pan out um so i could still watch that that summer that was in 2022 yeah we've got a couple shout outs animals thrown out there uh zone entries were impressive i believe this came out while we were talking elmer uh when animals threw it out there um Ketzel throwing out there the fact he can push the puck out of the defense's reach and dance around him and collect it himself is absurd okay we're definitely talking about elmer on that one a decent skater on a small ice uh will be his advantage i like that yeah I, it's uh, can i let me ask you this man what uh because i feel like your brain's gonna be a little bit better for this um Ooh. what is gonna be the difference between um my, our beloved six foot eight elmer and who I think is six foot six, Rasmussen. Oh well, um, when we drafted Rasmussen, um, the knock on him was his skating, and then we just spent all of last season making fun of Rasmussen and his skating abilities, which has gotten better. But it's still, he looks like a big guy skating, and Soderblom looks like you. He looks like you photoshopped him, like I. Photoshop isn't the right one because we need like the video Photoshop, but it looks like How about you deep he was just, yeah, it looks like you just overlaid a normal size hockey player, the way he moves and skates and plays the puck. It looks like you just put one over like a, a, a scaled down rink. Like that's, that's how good he looks. And, um, I like it. Doesn't like he, that's the know, thing that. Doesn't he look like a creative player? Like from yeah. NHL a couple years ago. Yeah, like he still has like a 89 for speed, uh, but he's also <laughs> the tallest you can possibly make a guy. By the way, we talked about EA Sports earlier. They yeah. ranked their top speeds in the game. And I still don't I will I will hate this about sports games forever, but it doesn't make sense that they don't have guys that have like 100 for speed. What what are we saying? Like <laughs> Is the guy the fastest guy in the league or not? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, by the way, I'm excited to see if they me. ever update the one wide receiver for the Lions who we found out could run 25 miles an hour. <laughs> That's true. He could sustain 25 miles an hour, and somehow he'll still be like an 89. Like, what are we judging? Anyway, go ahead. Um, so we mentioned earlier, was he, uh, I think that was Ace uh, that threw that out there, was uh, Edmondson sandbagging. Um, but we got, we got a couple. Oh, boy. But... Uh, we got this quote. Or, oh, sorry, is that how you turn into Ken Cal? Yeah. yeah, awesome. But um, 
Iserman said he thinks Simon Edmondson has a good oh, no, chance that's to enough. make the team. Yeah, we're good. Is that, yeah. is that, that's not good. Okay. Yeah, he much. can't guarantee he'll be in the lineup opening night, but he didn't like what he saw from Edmondson during the prospect tournament. Uh, but here's, here's the quote from Steve. Most importantly, I want him playing a significant role. I want him to be in the top six playing games, and I'd like to see him participating in special teams in some form. And if that's not the case, we'll decide where to go from there. Mike, how many times did we pull up our cap-friendly depth chart so far in this offseason and say there's absolutely plenty of space for Edmondson, especially coming out of the left side, and there's most assuredly space somewhere on our power play units and our penalty kill units if he wants to give uh, – if, he, if he's going to go all around just like Cider uh, did last year. Uh, competition right now, some would say the overpaid Ben Sherratt, Olimata, and Osterley. Wallman and Pisic, well, Andrew. I, listen, I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited for uh, for Elmer, but I uh, like I like we have enough depth where I could I can be patient and be like you know I want to see Elmer get really good in Grand Rapids and then call him up. But oof, um, defensively, I still think uh, as much as we invested in the offseason, <laughs> there's still a lot of holes. Roughly there. five of them. So <laughs> five out of the top six, you could easily find uh, some repla- replacement level guys. Um, and I think Edmondson, man, if if you if you had your head screwed on like Elmer, who's just you know annihilating people, uh, <laughs> making plays offensively, uh, being a gigantic, uh, you know, uh, uh, mastodon-sized problem for people trying to score on the Red Wings, um, and it's like I don't even know how good Kosa is because all the shots were garbage because of how much. Soderblom was in the way, taking away all the good angles. But anyway, I digress. Um, I just like Edmondson, dude. If you were just like a B minus right now, you'd you'd be on the first or second pairing immediately. So I guess it is a little, you know, you, you can't rush these things. Everybody's kind of got a different timeline. But man, if ugh, as excited as I am for Elmer, I wish that we were saying that about Edmondson and be like, cool. All right, now that he's called up, you know, like now we kind of have a formidable defense, but instead, oh, like if you're not ready to crack this top six, you know, it's a little, little bit of a bummer. I know it's early, but just a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. And I, I, I know what you mean. So it's, it's almost like going back to that sandbagging question that he, does he kind of have himself written in there? But this, the more I look at this and the injuries and what, what we've got rolling out there. Um, what, what did we always say, you know, Iserman, our favorite quote from Steve when he was making all those signings, uh, two off seasons ago and they're asking him about who he's bringing in and maybe they didn't have the best track record. And Steve said, gotta ice it. gotta ice a team. Gotta put somebody out there. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm confident with, I'm confident with Ben Sherratt. I'm confident with Olimata. Uh, but what I mean, once that list becomes Ben Schrott, Olimata, Jordan, Osterley, yeah, the left side is clearly your weaker side of the two. And you got a six foot six guy ready to go. Throw yeah. him in there. Let him learn. He's going to get the minutes because I don't think he's getting a lot of competition. All, all of those words from Steve Eiserman, um, more or less play against Benny Boy, Olimata, and Jordan Osterley than they do. <laughs> saying good things for Edmondson, but the good thing for Edmondson, he will be on this team uh, the opening night. I guarantee it. Unless he's injured. 
All right. And the other reason, I thought this was neat. Um, I don't remember who asked this in the oh, press the conference steps. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought this was an interesting part of that uh, press conference where they were like, do you kind of need Edmondson to make the Red Wings? Because this the Griffins' defensive unit right now is Brian Lashoff, Stephen Kampfer, Donovan Sabrango, Jared McIsaac, Seth Barton, Emil Vero, Albert Johansson, Wyatt Newpower, and there's possibly Simon Edmondson um, just right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> it's at nine. Um, and that's if Edmondson doesn't, uh, doesn't make the move up. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. something's got to give. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's going to play into it too. And if you're, you're talking about Edmondson needing to play games and there's a spot for him and we, you and I could easily look at this roster. Jordan Osterley, he does not need games. 30, year, 30 years old. <laughs> it's, I'm fine. We're good. We've seen enough. Um, yeah. But there's so many guys on this list we just mentioned also need those games. Uh, so they are not going to take a back seat um, when there's an opportunity to organize this properly and make sure everybody's getting that ice time. So there, I said it. No, um, yeah, you're making a good point. I, I don't know if we, you know, if the Griffins want to go nine deep um, on the bench during the games <laughs> just so we can get some minutes for these guys. Um, so it's it's funny. You know, what's funny is that there's more minutes available at the NHL level than there are for the Griffins. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's, it's, um, it's like, this is a tough roster to crack. Uh, you want minutes, <laughs> man. Uh, we got nobody up at the NHL level, so just kick all up. Um so, uh, yeah, I, it, it almost seems like one of these guys is going to make it by default. Um, yeah. And I think some of our smart listeners uh, were saying that it might be, you know, Johansson, it might be Sabrango, um, just potentially somebody not Edmondson. And that's, you know, not uh, not impossible. Uh, this is this is a pretty, pretty exciting group. Well, Ketzel throws out there. He thinks Eddie needs that year in Grand Rapids. So that could be how the cookie crumbles. Um Stick Eddie down there. You know you're going to give him those top uh, pairing minutes. Give him power play and penalty kill time. And then maybe you feel like Albert Johansson, who um, how old is how old is our boy? Oh God, I hate going through this stuff when I'm not ready. Uh, who's 21 right now? So he's just he's got a little bit of he's got a few months on top of um, how many how many? Oh God, why am I doing this? Why am I doing math? All right, he's got. 20 more than 24 months. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, 19. Why did I play yeah, that dumb game? Why? Who, nobody, who, nobody needed to hear that anyway. Um, yeah, you, but you if, just yeah, wanted to expose yourself. That's fine. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> but if you feel like that experience, those couple extra years for Albert are going to do, are going to fit better with where this defense is at, are going to fit better with being shoved into a third pairing. If you're, pretty sold on Olimata and Ben Sherratt, then yeah, maybe Albert Johansson was eventually going to be your third pairing defenseman, a solid third pairing defenseman. And you're like, all right, let's slot him in there. Anywho, we got plenty more to talk about and we're at 54 minutes. So Ooh, let's throw some more comments in there if, if you can. Oh, yeah. uh, get Kosa in there and then we'll do the comments. Cause he, he had a really good uh, TC. <clears throat> yeah. And the, uh, what we're pulling up here, uh, we have the quotes from Steve Eiserman today. And then, um, we actually had Max had an opportunity, Max Boltman uh, for The Athletic, along with uh, the rest of the writers that were watching uh, these different prospect tournaments across the league to call out a player from each team 
And this was Max's call out. And I thought, well deserved. Uh, for Kosa, he stopped 33 to 34 shots, uh, including some tough ones with the pads. He's big, athletic, and looked in control. He was a clear cut, clear cut top goaltender at the tournament. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but we know he struggled so much last year. Um, and to see this turnaround and see a Kosa that looked confident, ready to go, and just shut his opponent down. Oh, man, was that fun. Um, especially with all the pushback we got over the summer with uh, Kosa being a bust. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad Kosa had a good prospect journey. Uh, but Eiserman, his quote, we want him to be good, uh, <coughs> similar to Edmondson here. We want him to be in a good environment and playing a lot. I can't tell you today where that is. Uh, we're going to let the process play itself out. It starts with uh, training camp, blah, 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 blah. Let him get in some preseason games and then just one step at a time. Decide what level he's ready for and what level he's going to play a lot. And I believe I might have pulled it up, but that's where the conversation of um, going back to deep uh, rosters that uh, Grand Rapids Griffins uh, goalie, uh, I think we're four goalies deep right now. So if you're talking about where the minute's going to come from, well, then he's probably going back to the juniors. But if you really want him to be tested, right, then you want him to go to the AHL. Cause I think, I feel like this tournament was sort of like the capper for Kosa and, and junior level players. Um, and it's time for him to graduate. And the only problem, again, going back to the problem there, is there going to be enough room? Yeah. Uh, that's the problem, Steve. You've drafted too many players. Now they're too good. And we can't get rid of any of them. And there's too many. This guy doesn't um, know what he's doing. I think <laughs> I think the list is Bratstrom, Eli, Kenyora, uh, Kosa would be on there. And then I'm not sure if it is, maybe you guys can help me out in the chat. If it's going to be Jan Bednash, that's going to be getting that spot. Or um, if there's another name that's, that's getting slid in there. Uh, but anyway, Oh, we are getting some good mentions here that uh, maybe Kosa is going to Toledo from not meet Jim Johnson throws that out there. Um, I don't hate it. But I wonder if maybe one of those other names we mentioned would be headed there instead of Kosa. I I I feel like I'd want to see Kosa in the AHL and maybe demote him if it's not going great. But I I, f I feel good enough after that tournament. Give it a go. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I feel like. Uh, the Red Wings brass are a little more excited about Kosa than the rest of us. And that's only because, you know, we're so fickle and he's like, Oh, he had one game. He's a bust. You know, Oh, he, you know, played pretty good in Traverse city. He's a hall of famer. Um, I, I, for some reason, I kind of feel like he wants to see what he looks like playing with his new gigantic defensemen and gigantic forwards, um, in grand rapids, um, to kind of get a real feel for, um, you know, like this, this might be your future anyway. So let's kind of see what you look like with, you know, all the, um, to even bring it back again, like the second time we're going to reference Moneyball, like, uh, where there, there are all those disputes in the movie when they're talking about the, um, you know, the GM and the, and the manager of the team, like in the clubhouse, you know, had a dispute about how they want to play the team. And it's like, they're not going to win unless you deploy, like deploy them the way I want you to deploy them. So the easiest way for Eisenman to do that might be to just uh, make a really stacked Grand Rapids roster 
and let these guys figure it out. I mean, that's a good point. Um, Ace thrown out there. One of the names I was forgetting, uh, Oki and uh, Ketzel thrown out there uh, that listed the goalies listed for training camp. Only John Lethamon is signed to Grand Rapids right now, which is scary because the list that I saw earlier did not include John. So, um, oh boy, uh, there could be, yeah, it could, it could be tough to get some minutes. Um, I did, I saw Irvin throw out there. Yes. Uh, is he still eligible to go back to the WHL? I think this would be his last season. Uh, but again, the question mark there, what does that do for him at this point? We saw him actually even take a step back. Um, but I think he can, I'm going to say, I think I can't say for sure. Um, I'm actually stealing that, you know, that, um, idea from Max Boltman who threw that out as one of the options for COSA. All right. Um, what else do we have left on this list? Oh, right. So now, not only are we talking about the prospect tourney, but, um, that press conference today, uh, Mike, we had Zadina. Um, look, there's, this is a long quote for Zadina and, you could look at it a couple of ways. Um, Did you get to uh, record Eiserman Clear's throat before he said all this? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Like, um, was was Eiserman talking himself into it? But anyway, uh, I don't think he was. He did lean on the fact that he is a super hard worker, and uh, that's what uh, that's what his staff talks about when it comes to Zadina. But I did like um, that he spoke to Zadina himself and. Uh, he put in this quote here, I've got to produce, I've got to produce. Like that's what Zadina has got in his head. Uh, and what Steve told Zadina, ultimately, if you do all the other things, well, the pucks will go in the net for you. And um, that's speaking to Zadina's just all around skill that we've heard Iserman talk about before. If you've got the skill to put it in the back of the net, it'll come. But um, Steve, again, not giving up on Zadina that uh, three-year contract didn't do it for you. And this press conference didn't do it for you. I don't, I don't know. And <laughs> Sadina. Yeah, this has... is some real like uh, Mr. Miyagi by Eiserman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having all this confidence in him and then not just putting, you know, literally putting his money where his mouth is and giving him a three year deal to be like, I still have faith in you. I know that you're pressing and I think you know that you're pressing. And what if I just tell you, look, we, we trust you, man. It's going to happen. We trust you so much. We're not giving you a one year or two year, just three years. Figure it out, man. It's all right. And that guy, that guy, it's it's got to be like uh, Mike's secret stuff, like in uh, Space Jam. Like that, that's I would be shocked if he has a crappy year. Shocked. Uh, I want to come back to the comments here real quick because we're hitting an hour, and then we got to run through our last couple of quotes. Uh, Dan B. Hot okay. take: Costa tears it up in the AHL, leading to Ned being traded to Toronto for Nylander when their goaltending implodes. Ketzel, I don't hate that, and I like Ned. Uh. And I like, this is where I'm at from, uh, from not me. That would be nuts, Dan, but I like, <laughs> that would be great. I mean, yeah, I think half of this could happen um, and it would be kind of fun. But if we're talking about Costa tearing it up in the AHL, that's, a, that's all I need to have happen. But uh, yeah, the rest of that would be crazy. Um, all right. So we got some more quotes here. Uh, Steve was happy that somebody brought up Berggren because uh, he talked about how hard he worked. But I think what this comes down to, too, is going to be roster spots. And like we talked about, if 
cop is being labeled as coming back the first week of the season and not being uh, i just it sounds weird right it's not back the first game it's back the first week so if there's a couple of games i don't know that need to be filled in maybe there's a shot for berger in there but uh steve was a, a a huge fan he's worked uh really hard very happy with his attitude and determination and we'll see how he does here in the preseason uh but uh it's one for all of us to follow closely very nice mm. Um, oh, well, this is the negative one. I don't know if we want to pull off the, the negative aspect of the show uh, where the national side uh, of the media, international, he's uh, Canadian, uh, takes a shot at the wingdings. But uh, we have it an hour here. I'm getting sleepy. Um, Mike, any thoughts on the, the Bergeron comment there? I just kind of feel like Bergeron's already shown us a ton. Maybe it really is just wait and see at this point. And the fact that Steve can talk about him and he likes him. That's all good. I, uh, if, if you want to feel confused about a Red Wing prospect, uh, just, uh, read about John, Jonathan Berggren. Um, uh, because it, it feels like this guy's literally accomplished everything you can, uh, like <laughs> below the NHL level. Um, and I, I, I honestly don't know what he has to do or what they want to see before they give him a real shot. Um, uh, so, if he's not making the team this year, what are we doing? Like at that point, it's time to trade him because he's he's already proven it. So either give him a, a main roster spot or I guess you move on because I don't know what we're waiting for, man. It's uh, it's weird stuff. So they, they pat him on the back. They talk about his work ethic. He's producing. I That's baffling I mean, stuff. I don't know what else you need. We talked earlier about Edvinson. I, I do like that, the phrase or the word sandbagging it. And... We're also in the same vein going. This like, guy's yeah, been uh, apple bagging it by banging his apples around everybody in the minors. And uh, so, yeah, so like Edmondson's got a spot. And then on the flip side, Berggren has, as you, to your point, has done everything, has a good attitude. And then we'll we just see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so there, it, there's things that they've seen, right, in these players that they're like, yeah, that guy's ready for the NHL. And that's what they're waiting for. So, to the point earlier where we said Steve um, talks a lot and he talks very little. Um, speaks a lot, speaks very little. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> if, right if Edmondson puts in a, a modicum of effort, he's going to immediately be our second best defenseman. Bergeron <laughs> has to bust his ass for the next 20 years to maybe play one shift in a second period in a regular season game. I don't I don't know what he's got to do. Um. Yeah, it's 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 really. That's weird. why I'm. That's like it's why I'm a little afraid that if you have uh, a baseball memory and you remember Jacob Turner, that they're kind of like, ooh, this guy's never going to be an NHL player. Let's keep the mystique on him and we'll keep him in the minors, and then we'll sucker some other team with the trade. <laughs> that's my honest opinion of him because I I don't know what else they want to see from him to be a Red Wing. Well, I like this comment uh, heading towards the end of the show. I'd like to see Ernie yeah. and Smith get waved. Um, Ketzel says they'd have to be at this point. Uh, Irvine, again, uh, Irvine, we mentioned you earlier in the show. I can't remember if we've brought up your comments before, but welcome. Welcome aboard. Yeah, I think that's a new um, name. What's up, Irvine? I remember Ferk was hyped up because of his wicked shot. He did have a wicked shot, but never hit the net. I got to see him with the wings when they uh, came to Winnipeg, and then he finishes it off. I hope Sedina is in another Ferk. I mean, me too. It, I think it's don't something you that think we've... the Red Wings have more faith in Zadina already though? Because I don't remember Ferk getting a multi-year deal. That's that's a good point. 
And with the words they're speaking to, I mean, that's got to count for something, even though they're just words. But we've seen words plus action. So, and we've seen it too in the advanced analytics. We saw half a season where Zadina was one of the top performing forwards in the league when it came to a two-way game. So you're playing that eventually the floodgates are going to open. I don't know if that's where Steve's coming from, where he's like, you get those little things down and eventually the box will start going in or, or not. And you get a good solid defensive forward. I don't know if, I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world. Um, Ketzel, Steve is just trying to see what else to get rid of before, uh, before Bergen gets that shot. (laughs) Um, all right. Mike, it's one right. one hour, seven minutes in. We're always trying to set new records. I know. Mm-hmm. Jim's got a question. Um, your thoughts, sorry, your, your thoughts going after Sandine if Leafs cannot sign him. <sighs> um, My thoughts are positive and kind of lean towards... Well, the problem is, right, we're, we've just spent a whole episode talking about roster problems and finding spots for guys. Um, but I don't mind the exploration at all. Um, yeah, I all right. don't hate it, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to get greedy. Um, I think we can really shoot for the stars with this cap space, so I'm, yeah. I'm willing to wait a little bit. And if you're still going to think about, man, Red Wings are like, nine deep on defense in Grand Rapids. They have these, they don't even have room for guys like Bergeron. Um, you know, they, they're sitting on these picks that are going to start losing their value as the team gets better. They're not going to be, you know, high, high odds, top of the draft picks. Uh, I mean, you can start, like start reading the articles about trade rumors. Cause you, you have like, you know, the 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 cash the cachet and the cash um to like acquire guys so that's that's where it's going to get a lot really interesting all right thanks for the question jim everybody yeah. eric see ya irvine thanks for coming aboard Ketzel, my man uh ace fishing it's good to have you back today buddy uh not me i think i said jim johnson already yep uh blake it's good to have you again danimals it's been a while uh and charlie oh no we didn't even pull up charlie's comment charlie i hope you stuck around for the whole show sorry i missed your comments um oh we missed justin shields comments too all right everybody thanks for coming aboard sorry if i missed calling you out here uh but uh, we're headed out and you guys have uh have a great trip do we say have a great training camp is that that's weird right enjoy the training camp in the preseason we'll see you guys (laughs) next week (laughs) doodles